Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning on this wonderful Thursday. How are you? How is everyone? Hope everyone's doing fantastic today. Another bright, hot day down here in southern Florida. Should hit close to 100. Obviously, with the humidity, it's way over that. It's very, very hot this time of year. Um, so as a lot of you know, we came back from Greece uh, last week. We were there for three weeks. Next year, we'll be there for way longer. Um, way, way longer, actually. Um, so get ready for 10 months from now. So get all your questions in. <laughs> um, but it took Angelo and I about 40 hours to get home. I was able to get a, a flight out of Newark when our plane was canceled uh, earlier. So you all got home in about 12 hours less than that. Uh, a lot of problems getting back, and I'll tell that story another time. But um, I handled it fine, and I'll tell that story about another time about the the, the grown-ass men that didn't. Um, and it sort of talks about working over thresholds. So I think I'll tie that one into uh, uh, training dogs to work over threshold and then training humans to deal with life <laughs> over threshold because many, many crumbled. Many crumbled. Um but Angelo and I didn't. Look, look at that. Ten-year-old didn't with the right guidance. So there was a great family there on the plane with us. They're really nice, actually. They're a really wonderful family. He's from L.A. She's from Greece. And uh, they've got four kids, live in Chicago. If you're listening to this, I love you guys. But uh, they've got four kids, all under six. It's like for like traveling overseas on a delayed flight uh, with four children, and you they've got two car seats, and and uh, uh, which is always interesting. I'm not quite sure why people bring car seats onto planes. I just just I get it for the car, but for the plane, strap them in. I mean, something bad happens, you're fucked, you know. So it's like, you know. Um, but anyway, there was one of their kids, a couple of their kids were doing this to some people, but there's one little girl in particular. She's probably about four or five years old. And uh, as everybody walked by her, she would like, you know, tap them. And she was going up to people and calling them poopy head. Not that that hurts my feelings. I just think it's not acceptable for a child to go around calling people any name, let alone poopy head, considering that the alternative is so many other nice things. So she walked up to me the first time and she did that to me and I sort of laughed it off. It's like, okay, whatever. But then she did it again. And uh, I looked at her mom and her mom said something to her. And uh, she did it again. So I'm like, okay. This is a classic example of, of I relate this to dog training, where the child does not believe the mom. And again, everybody's stressed out. And I'm sure the last thing her mother wanted to do is deal with this shit. Uh, but, so I politely said to the young girl, because it's not my child, and I'm actually really good with kids. Um, 
actually said to the child, I said, uh, excuse me, um, that's not acceptable. I don't like you calling me names. You've hurt my feelings and I don't want you to do it again. And I walked away. Now, whether that worked or not, I don't know. But it's the great, it's a perfect example of people that let their dogs get away with things. Like everybody loves to humanize stuff. This is a great example of people letting their kids get away with stuff. We can correlate that to our dogs tremendously by now we don't communicate with them really verbally as much as we do with physical consequences. Now, there is the option, probably not in 2023, where a mom, and for any of you that, I mean, I'm 57, where a mom would literally backhand a child right in public for doing something like that. Or another adult would do that. I mean, there was a time when that was acceptable for the community to, to the community to correct someone else's kids. Definitely verbally, but also physically. And I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about a consequential action on an unacceptable behavior. But, and that would probably be pretty effective for if the mom was like that. I'm not encouraging people to harm their kids, but I, I am encouraging people to not allow their kids to go around calling other people names. Obviously, it was a learned behavior, possibly from its siblings, possibly from school, possibly from TV, possibly from social media, movies, possibly from friends, possibly from, I doubt their parents are going around calling people poopy head. I'm sure they're, you know, most adults would call someone a fucking asshole, not a poopy head. Um, but it made, but the way I handled it also was very direct. I, in a calm voice, I made sure she locked eyes with me. I communicated my feelings. I told her it was not acceptable. And I told her I don't want her doing it anymore. Now, whether or not that was effective or not, I don't know, nor is it my business because I walked away. Please keep in mind, you know, when you're traveling with so many kids, um, it's stressful, which is also why you need to prepare your family and prepare your dogs for lots of stress. I mean, we can tie that into why you should work a dog over thresholds. I might as well segue into that. So, cause I, that story is already told. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of mistakes that were made on this flight um, in the U S with our government agencies here. Um, and how much government control is over airlines, which keeps um, people from, actually having a, 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 a flight that, that works. There was so much politics involved in the Newark airport between the Port Authority, TSA, 
um, the feds, Homeland Security. Everybody had their hands in this flight. Um, and we ended up landing in Syracuse, New York, which is a whole other story, which is not set up for international um, flights at all. It's not set up for international flights. So why they rerouted us there is beyond me because we all had a deep plane. And it's a funny story. I'll, I'll, Joelle and I will share the story uh, on one of our podcasts. But it just goes to show where it's important that you as a human train your mind and train your body. It's also a great example of why you should be in good physical shape and take care of your body because the amount of lugging you had to do and walking up and down staircases in the middle of a tarmac that were not made for that. Um, uh, it's a good lesson on not overpacking because people have to, you know, schlep their carry-ons, you know, multiple places. So you should be able to hold, you know, lift up your carry-on, not just roll it. You should be able to lift it up. If you can't put your carry-on in an overhead bin, there's too much stuff in it. If you can't lift your carry-on up, a set of steps there's too much in it obviously if you're frail and older or if you've got some sort of um disability that this allows you to do that but if you're a quote-unquote healthy person you should be able to lift your carry-on suitcase so it lets you know now how to pack properly also we all know most people overpack i brought minimum stuff to greece and i even overpacked um i was like i'm not wearing I wore, I, I, I literally did a three-week trip in a very small roll-on. Um, I would say I used uh, 10% of what was in the bag. Same two or to three pairs of shorts, same two to three t-shirts, same underwear, no socks in one pair of shoes. And uh, that's all I wore the whole time I was there. It was just so hot. There was no reason for anything else. And I just kept washing things in the sink. But it just goes to show when you train your mind and you train your body to work over threshold when situations like this arise, which I don't think is that big of a deal, being delayed in an airport for two days. Um, I've been from Ohio where we had lots of snow and often we couldn't fly back into Cleveland. Um, and uh, we spent... I've spent many nights in on airport floors and anybody that's in the military can poo poo even all of that and say, you have no idea what a struggle is. But I saw so many grown men. This always comes across as chauvinistic. So many grown men who had families with them. I really believe the role of the man is to, um, is to take care of their family which does not mean women can't work and women are not strong enough to do that. What I mean is it's your genetic role to do that. And we don't have enough strong men in this country. Um, and I saw grown men crumbling and falling apart and losing their shit. And I'm like, Hey buddy, um, you have got, uh, you have got a family to take care of and you can't even hold your own shit. So that's why it's important to, to train yourself. But also let's talk about how we often say working dogs above threshold for situations that are above threshold because mother nature does not care about what you think is going to happen. Mother nature 
Mother Nature actually has her own game plan, has her own game plan. So I think that's really, really important to do. So there's many lessons that can be learned from this flight that correlates to dog training, about working above threshold, about dealing with stress, about uh, um, changing of plans, about um, people not acting accordingly and communicating with them that that's not acceptable. And a lot of that correlates to the dog training world as well, having a well-trained dog. And I think it's important that we start training and raising our dogs to be good citizens, as well as our children, as well as ourselves. You know, and there's a lot of government control now getting into the dog training world. And, um, and there's a lot of people that support it by passing laws, banning tools, controlling speech. Believe it or not, yes, there are legislations where people want to control what you say to your dog. There are people that want to control if your dog is not a willing participant of the training that it has to stop. Um, there's uh, government control on if your dog is showing stress that the training has to stop. Let me tell you a short story of when we finally flew. There's a lot of shit show that happened pre-Newark. But 16 hours after we left Greece, we finally, um, and it's a 10-hour flight. It's a 10-hour flight from Athens to Newark. So 16 hours later, at 1 in the morning, we landed in Newark after being going to Syracuse, New York, which is a small one or two gate airport that does not have the security. They do not have the customs and they made us go through all of this. They don't have anything to support an international flight. So why they had us land there, I don't know. And they could have sent us to Hartford, Buffalo, um, even down to Atlanta. They had enough fuel. Um, we're on the tarmac. This is how this is how too much government um, controls things. So people are like, "Oh, it's a safety issue." It's not a safety issue at all. It's a political issue. It's a power grab issue. So we're already landed on the tarmac. They did have a crew to bring in the plane from the tarmac to the gate. So they had to find a crew to do that. A crew did that. And finally brought us in. It took half an hour for a crew to bring us to the gate. Then they had the gate attendant, you know, use the remote control to bring the gate to the plane. But the gate attendant that brought the gate to the plane was not allowed to open the exterior door. Only a United representative could do that. Meanwhile, down below, they were already unloading our baggage. So, so tarmac people can open up the bottom of the plane to get our baggage out, but only a united person can open up the gate 
the inside door from the outside, which is weird because, you know, damn well, if it was an emergency, we all could open up the, the, the doors and they pop off and then we get on the slide. So we sat there for about 25 minutes, maybe even another half hour. We were landed at the gate, but nobody came down to open up the door. That's a Port Authority rule. So it's really, really interesting how, again, common sense did not prevail. Common sense did not prevail. And it just ended up being, and then obviously when everybody got off the plane, nobody got flights. I don't know who got rooms. We slept in the airport. Um, Cause I was able to get Joel on a flight in three hours. And then Angela and I got a flight in uh, 20 hours. In 20 hours, we got a flight. So I sent her on the earliest flight as possible as every uh, responsible man will do. Um, they will take care of their family. And then I took care of Angelo. You know, there's that phrase, women and children first. There was only one seat available. So I gave it to Joelle, put her on a 6 a.m. flight, and then we ended up taking a 6 p.m. flight. But it's funny how folks are not seeing the big picture, not training themselves, and they're also not training their dogs. And it's so, it's so important that you do that. And I was so really disappointed in seeing all these people just bitch and complain. And, you know, it's like, sorry, but it's incredible how you need to really learn to take care of yourself, buddy. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your family. Nothing worse than seeing a weak man. It's just interesting. And it's mentally weak. Everyone's all big on physically strong, but how about mentally strong? Because nobody needed physical strength in that situation. You needed mental strength in that situation. So there's a lot of correlations between the stress that we endure. That's why when people say don't work a dog above stress, I highly disagree with that. It's like, why not? Why wouldn't you work a dog above stress? Stress happens. Stress happens. Look at, look at what happened to us. What was supposed to be an easy 10 hour and 40 minute flight turned into a, well, it turned into an over 16 hour flight but for Angela and I, it turned into a almost 40-hour day, two days. And he handled it like a rock. A 10-year-old child handling it better than grown-ass men. Really proud of him. So that's the poopy head story. That's the Jeff correcting a child that does not belong to him what's not acceptable. And I was, I pointed out clearly 
it's not acceptable. Let me see. Do I have uh, a shared screen up with the courses that we're doing? We've got a great leash reactive course, which Joel and I were talking about yesterday, which is a steal. It's, at this point, it's a steal. As we just get more and more stories of people struggling with their dogs, we're just realizing that this if you've got a dog that's out of control on the leash, totally out of control on the leash, pulling, reacting, redirecting on you, you know, all aroused right before you take a walk. Then you need this course. If you have a course, if you have a dog that's just out of control in the house and you have a structured household, you need this course. So if you go to Solid Canine Academy, SolidCanineAcademy.com, and you go to right at the top, grab yours now. It's $147. It's half price. This will be streaming live for five days in um, September. You should join our mailing list. There's a lot of great things. We've got some questions here. Um, Brittany says, good morning, good morning to you. Brittany Murph says, uh, good morning, good morning to you. Avi, good morning. Snuggle Buns, good morning. Great crew. Brittany, LOL. Constance, good morning, good morning, Constance. Your dog's doing great. Uh, I'm going to be over there today. We'll do some filming. Avi says, last time I flew, I FedExed my clothes to the hotel and carried a small carry-on with essentials. No fuss, no waiting for lost luggage. Yeah, yeah. What I what I do when I fly anywhere domestic or international is I bring a little backpack, a small, a small backpack, not one of those big, you know, backpacking backpacks, small backpack. And I have all my um, vitamins in there and I have my toiletries in there. And then I've got one day worth of clothing in there. And then I've got all my plugs and my laptop and things like that. So if I get stranded, I will be fine. If I lost my, my carry on, but I bring a carry on, but let's say I checked it. But I bring a carry-on. The only time I, the only time I uh, do check luggage is if I bring a weapon with me. Um, but I bring a carry-on, and um, but if, let's say I didn't bring a carry-on. Let's say I wanted to check, um, uh, and it lost. I would still survive. So I travel. The way I travel is, is whatever's in my backpack. If I lost all my luggage, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. And I can always buy, you can always buy more clothes somewhere, you know, you can always buy more clothes somewhere. But Greece was wonderful. Naxos was wonderful. It's funny because it doesn't get mentioned enough. It doesn't get mentioned enough. N-A-X-O-S. If anybody wants to know anything about it, let me know. Uh, but Greece is wonderful. And they've got a golden visa available as well for residency. More and more people are looking for uh, uh, countries to to live in um, as well as the U.S. That doesn't mean you're you're not getting rid of your American citizenship, but you you are you can establish residency in another country. And I would suggest people look into that. But Naxos is great; it's wonderful. So, um. Debbie says, you can be so inspirational every day to me and so many others. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Chris Craig says, this is, that is true. You never, uh, 
you never work yourself through stressful situations and maintain balance when the real stuff happens it will eat you alive oh yeah chris is chris is ex-military so he knows yeah oh it'll eat you alive in a second and i was i was surprised little funky chick aloha from hawaii aloha to you um hawaii is getting really expensive really really expensive so the beaches on hawaii are beautiful right little funky chick they're beautiful but the ones in greece where we were are 10 times better could you imagine that as beautiful as your beaches are they're 10 times better in greece i've been to hawaii numerous times and greece a couple times and uh they're really, really beautiful. I found a dog. Well, he found me, turned him into the Humane Society. He was obviously abused. We don't know that. Aloha. We don't know that. Just living on the street alone could be damaging enough. I was able to get him back, but he's becoming okay with me. Um, uh, but my son is harder. Well, a little, little funky chick. I offer one-on-one online consults. If you go to Solid Canine Academy, if you go to Solid Canine Academy, um, you could uh, get a one-on-one. They're game changers. They'll just change your life. Little Funky Chick, it's too. Ex- it's so expensive. And I know Greece is one place I want to go to. Yeah. So Little Funky Chick, imagine breakfast for three for under $10 on Greece. Imagine lunch is the, imagine lunch for three for twelve dollars. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Naxos is the island. We'll be back. Uh, a little funky chick, you're going nuts here with comments. Um, it's so expensive. I know Greece is the one place I want to go. True, but I think he's a Belgian shepherd mix. So we can help you, little funky chick. Is there one here training? Um, I mean, if you go to, if you're, it looks like you're brand new, little funky chick. So we've got, a, if you go to uh, Solid Canine Academy, it has all of our courses. I'd suggest a green to graduate course for you to start. I would suggest doing a one on one consult to start. Um, uh, obviously says wow Murph says that's amazing little funny she says brow lunch for one is $15 here I know I know I've, I've, I've been to Hawaii and also I don't know if you're a native or you're um, not if you're not a native islander but the last couple of times we went, and I'm very – when I travel, people don't know that I'm American. They have a hard time telling that I'm American. Um, you're, you're not treated the best there, and I'm very polite, very cordial, very kind. Treat, treat everyone with massive respect. But there's this uh, – uh, coldness that comes from a lot of people there it's almost like they don't want tourists and they were the last ones to lift the covid mandates as well your governor it's almost like they didn't want um tourists there it was interesting 
Pay tax. All right. Little funny trick this there's a stigma, depends on where you go. Abdul says, Yes, it's getting crazy expensive. I spent thirty dollars for two ice cream cones the other day here in Washington. Yeah. Abdul, you know, I'm pretty outspoken about the West Coast and why people are still living there. You know. It's interesting because I think so being on this island that we were on, Nexus, it's very slow. It's a very slow-paced island. People have not yet quite discovered it yet. It was busy. Trust me, they had busy days there. But it's not like Mykonos. It's not like Crete. It's not like Santorini. But things are slower-paced there. And they don't, like, if you go out to lunch, you're never, you sit down, they actually don't expect to turn the table. And if you're in the restaurant business, you know what turning tables uh, means. Um, they're just like, they're in no rush to get rid of you. It's like asking for a check, like, it eventually will come. But it was nice just sitting back, relaxing. It was nice. I think Joelle's going to start writing a travel blog. Uh, let's see. All right, everybody. I'm going to get going. Angelo's got his first... Angelo's been self-teaching himself how to play chess online, and he's actually going to his first chess club today. He's going to his first chess club. So that's exciting. And the next week he starts homeschool. And uh, he blogged about uh, Greece, which was a chore for him. But uh, he's doing great. Patreon Zoom today at 5 p.m. I'm going to put the link up right after this. Yeah, little funky chick, get green to graduate. Green to graduate. Your life will change. You'll have a fully off-leash trained dog in about a month. Fully off-leash trained dog to high-level standards. All right? All right. I will, Avi. I will. Love you, buddy. Let's get together. Let's get together. All right? You want to come down to Florida get together? All right. Travis Brown, what does it mean to you if a human is petting their dog when the dog suddenly um, snips at the human? There's a lot of factors. You have to read the dog a little bit better than that, but you might have an aggressive dog on your hand. You also might have a dog that was not advocated for. You know, you didn't read the signs. Some dogs just don't like to get pet either, but it's, you still got to stop it no matter what. But you have to advocate for the dog. You have to tell the person, whoa, that's enough. Um, and then you have to also teach your dog to accept petting. But still, you got to advocate for your dog. A couple moving parts there. All right. Don't forget, Solid Canine Academy. Leash Reactivity, five-day 
live, unedited, for only $147. It's a steal. It is a steal. Also, like our content, share our content, comment on our content, participate in our content. We're being throttled by all of social media platforms right now. So the more people that interact with us, the better. So we'd appreciate that. All right. Barely in love with all of you. Take care. Bye-bye.